home slice audio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Whiskey at Work. You know, this is another one of your bad ideas. This, this is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Whiskey at Work with my buddy Rob. The Scotch Nest Monster is back. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun episode. Is it? <laughs> is this gonna be fun? This could be. Why are uh, you making me do this so early? What do you mean early? We're still on the clock. I know, but it's on a er- Monday, it's early. Oh, we're doing it a day early. I got a lot of interviews this week, and so I had to more important this up. than this one. No, yeah, some kind of are, maybe a little. Some that actually make us money. <laughs> Some of those kind of interviews I might have to be doing. Uh, this could be our first ever just straight up review of a I'm not bourbon. This. I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we've ever just done that without having a story or something behind the stuff we've drank, have we? No, but that is smooth, isn't it? Boy, um, what is it? What are, What are we getting out of that? Again, not experts. Don't understand. We're not Gabe. We're not. Oh, I smell (laughs) dusty barn. We don't understand the the nuances. And again, jealous. Really quick. (laughs) Really quick. We we got to do a fun meetup with a bunch of other uh, whiskey enthusiasts around here. There's a group that we're on on Facebook that kind of covers the state of South Dakota. No, Dakota Whiskey Territory. Yeah. And these guys are serious about what they drink. I mean. Some of them. Yeah. Then there's me. <laughs> it's still it's it's been really fun. And so we got to do this little mini meetup last week, and uh, and drink some. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> what did what did we drink? We got to drink oh, the Rob it. Store pick of uh, of New Riff or Timmins Market. And that's every that's what everybody ended up picking was their favorite too that night. Out of when the floor, you're right, you're there. right. I don't know what to God. say. Anyway, they they are a lot of fun, and we met some new people and reconnected with some guys or a guy that I went to high school with that I, that uses a fake name, <laughs> Facebook. I won't reveal your true identity, but uh, that was fun. And then we met up with a guy named Gabe, who's is a big part of this. Yeah. Gabe is a Air Force transplant guy that uh, has a collection of booze that would make a lot of grocery stores or liquor stores jealous. Well, he was in Japan for six years, I think he said, and that's where, and I want to, I want to talk to him more about that because he said that he was able to get bourbons over there that weren't sold in the United States. I think that's still the case. Well, I don't understand that. Why aren't they sold here? Because Do you the know? United States hates us. <laughs> they hate themselves, Rob. Is that it? Are they emo? Uh, Is the United I think, States kind of emo? I think part of it started because they were shipping some of it over back in the 80s because there wasn't a huge bourbon market here at the time so oh. they were exploring other markets and now that those markets have taken off and have a head start on what they're selling here i'm guessing that's why they make some of those things available there and not here that would make sense and that's probably why his collection is as big as it is I'm making that up and uh numerous times at our little whiskey meetup gabe did say hey if you guys ever want to try some of these you just let me know that was the wrong thing that to was say, probably Gabe. the wrong thing to say <laughs> No, but it was fun meeting all of those guys, and I can't wait to do more of these. 
Um, and I, I know we'll get to see them again at Mountain West Whiskey Festival. I'd really like to limit it. Four of them was a lot. I right. don't know who Dan, who planned that one. But. It was fun. That was fun. But yeah, I need to be able to leave these <laughs> events and get 30 miles back home on that same evening. Yeah, I um, need to just get home without getting in trouble. But we have been sitting on this bottle of Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage. Since September 3rd. Well, 2021. <laughs> that's when it was, it was put in the barrel March 6th in 2013 and bottled on September 2nd of 2021. An eight year old yeah, bourbon my sister's in there. birthday. Who is? September 2nd. It's my sister's birthday. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. To throw in you randomly in the middle of this conversation. You probably sure. don't know her. No. <laughs> my God. Uh, we've talked about the Evan Williams bottled in bond before though, because it's like a $17 bottle of bourbon that is amazing yeah really we did good. that we hit a couple of evan williams when we were doing the bottom shelf thing a while back and i found that i really like even the black black label I didn't itself have that really it was pretty and good i went yeah and then the bottled and bond was pretty good and i haven't had the 1793 is that what it is is that an evan williams too i think so yeah okay and then of course the single barrel now too well, Evan Williams, it's a lot like Jack Daniels. Evan Williams was an actual guy. Uh, Welsh, I believe, came here in like 1780, settled in Louisville, Kentucky. guess he was a big like construction guy. Built a lot of 1783, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh, but he was a big part of the history of Louisville, Kentucky. And his distillery, he did distill some stuff, kind of went under, kind of non-existent for a number of years, and then... In the Prohibition times, I believe that distillery on those grounds started up again and turned into Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill took over the right. Evan Williams brand. Yeah, and that you'll know from... Elijah oh, Craig, Henry McKenna. Larceny. Larceny. Uh, the Bernheim? The Bernheim is another one. Um, what else did they have on that list? Uh, Old Fitzgerald. Old Fitzgerald. There's another one from Heaven Hill. So that's... Researching a little bit of that today, I was kind of surprised. I didn't realize they had that big of a lineup, but that's pretty, I mean, it's pretty impressive when you look into it a little bit. They've got some damn good bourbons. Well, I think it's one more reason to go out and try the bourbon trail out there. I mean, oh, that would be so. Who wants to finance that for us? Bruner. Bruner, what are you doing? <laughs> Dan, let's go. <laughs> All we need is plane ticket food and my gas money. I've already ticket. bought enough at your store to. <laughs> For my own ticket. <laughs> you, you're, yours is I'm prepaid pretty sure. already. You're ready Just to go. Take, take that out of my credit. Uh, Heaven Hill is also the largest independent family-owned bourbon distillery in the world. So that's a pretty impressive... <laughs> you, a little misleading though, ain't it? Well, yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Not, 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 a lot of Scot- not a lot of bourbon being made in Scotland. Right. So, the, yeah, the largest independent family-owned bourbon distillery in the country. But I guess you can, you can say world because sure. well, there's nothing else. No one else can make it. Um, so in this bottle, less than $30 for an eight-year-old bourbon. That is... You should drink it. Is pretty damn good. It is, it's, it's oh, what, Patrick? Lovely? Is that right? <laughs> it's, it's very... It's, it is a very it's quite lovely, lovely drink. It's super sweet. Corn smelling a lot on, of corn on the nose. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed, I thought anyway, that there was a fair amount of caramel on the swallow, mm-hmm. if you're so inclined. Sure it was. It's it, trademark. Don't use that anywhere <laughs> else. All right. it, um, it, when the first taste I had, it was, and I didn't know how else to describe it, because again, 
not like Gabe. Um, it, it just, it was, it was thick. It was a very buttery, thick original. Yeah, there's a lot, there's, it is, but it, the first couple sips, kind of like you said, laid on the back of the tongue, yeah. oily, kind of that. But feels good. But yeah, not a bad thing. Right. No burn. No, no, none at all. It was. So Dan's probably not going to like this because there isn't that lingering burn to it all. <laughs> Right, well, but, it's probably not high enough proof for Dan anyway. Well, this is it's eighty six point six, which for a Kentucky straight it's bourbon, it's about thirty points shy <laughs> where Dan wants it. me. You know, a Kentucky straight bourbon has to be eighty proof. That's generally what they all are. So coming in at eighty six point six is 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 a little gimmick, I would guess, from Evan Williams to to pump it up a little. Well, you see a lot more of them coming out at a lot higher proof. There's a lot of them that are coming out barrel strength and mm-hmm. not cutting it at all. No, which is. You know, I you know I'm kind of going down Dan's path where I kind of like it, and after you still have all of the intended flavor when the ice melts, and right? The, you know, drinking it neat. I still don't know how you do it, fella, but mm, no kidding. And I saw a lot of that when we had the little meetup too. Yeah, not a lot of guys would put water or ice in any of this, and to me, it I I've always I've always there's there hasn't been a single whiskey we've ever had where I've, I've liked it better neat. Than with some ice or water. That that also did come out of that little meetup, though. A lot of the guys who had never put water in it before tried it and thought it really opened up the flavor. Yeah. So, again, you, you drink it any way you like it. I mean, obviously. If you just want it neat, drink it neat. You know, but I think it's intended to be cut. I do believe all bourbon is intended to be cut. That's just my uh, depends on how good controversial yeah. statement there. But if you can find a bottle of this anywhere for under $30, it's, it's a it's, no-brainer. It's worth it. It's, it, it's for that, at that price point, it's great. It's where, it's where you would think a lot of these craft distillers would want to hit mm-hmm. in that price yeah. point. Because, you know, the, even the, the Bradshaw at 50 bucks or some of these that are coming in at 60 or 70 or 80 that you can get that are sourced, generally speaking, it, I mean, it's to me, it's at a lower price point and coming right out of their distillery. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Excellent. Well, I think what we're going to try to do uh, next week. Oh, wait, before we're that, uh, Mountain West Whiskey Fest, which will be the a week from week. this Saturday, won't it? Yeah. Be, yeah. Well, by the time you see this, it'll be a week from it'll be, tomorrow. Yep, exactly. So here we go. And uh, we, you know, we get to, we get to add more and more we've added the crooked furrow to that list now that's growing on the website has there yep. been, been any others that we put on there or any additions i well that's good i was expecting <laughs> an updated list okay uh, i will have to reach out hopefully by the end of the week i will have that for you and us perfect check mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com that's where it will all be and you can still get the remaining tickets that are there we're pretty close on what's there today. yeah Okay, good. So it's almost 200, maybe a little over 200 that we have there. Is that what's on the no, list? No, I went through the listing, the existing list, and it was like 155 oh, or 60. High. Okay. But it's the bottles that Rob <laughs> and, and I sneak in that bump it up to over and, 200. And, and 10 or 12 of those are <laughs> obvious. They're, they're platinum only right. pours. That's true. Okay. And then some of those, of course, are VIP only pours too. But God, it's going to be a fun night. I hope to see be, all of you guys there. Yeah. And it'll, if you do see Rob deal. and I walking around, you know, come up and at least say hi. Yeah. Don't act like, you know, oh, those are the guys that do that <laughs> sophisticated show. 
because that's not the case. Nobody will say that. No, that's true. No one will ever do that. But we'd still like to meet. We're moderately approachable. <laughs> give us give us about 40 minutes before you come up and say anything. Then we'll be ready to go, right? I'll be there early. So yeah, that's true. We'll 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 be primed by the time it all gets underway. By the time they let the the peasants in. <laughs> I'll be yeah. I'll be ready to go. That's what I did at Beer Fest. Rob Might just have... called you peasants. <laughs> I didn't. Keep that in mind when we meet. Anyway, yeah, Evan did. Williams, Single Barrel Vintage. If you can find it, buy it. Scotch Nest says so goodbye So this, this is a whiskey at work recommendation. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. We, you did not clear that for me. Really? Well, we both liked it. I Isn't that a recommendation? Like I would buy it. Okay, then buy it. Go ahead. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.